I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We are live at Atlanta United's training ground, hanging out out here. We already talked to our man Brad Guzan. Uh, we gave him a, a, a six-pack of Hey Man. He, he nearly lost his mind, Mike, when you pulled it from under the table. I looked Brad, I said later on, I go, that's the affirmation I was looking for. It was, <laughs> was great. great. I got the last two that they had at uh, Publix at Tyrone, so hopefully they're going to restock the shelves. But, uh, yeah, man, ask your guys at your local Publix. They can, they can get it for you, man. Just tell them, ask uh, Georgia Crown, and they'll get our beer in there. And the watermelon lime, which is always hard to get your hands on because it's always in a hot demand. It is a hot demand. Um, so, Brad, thanks for stopping by. Uh, coming up a little bit later, we're going to talk to Garth Lagerway, who's the president, CEO of uh, Atlanta United, and uh, I'm excited to talk to him. We, we talked to him when he first got the job, and he literally was like, fellas, I, I literally just got off the plane. Like, right. I got to figure some things out. I got to see what we've got going on. Since then, a few things have played out. So we'll talk to him coming up. Plenty of football conversation along the way, guys, as we get ready for the AFC-NFC championship games this weekend. And we were talking about the MVP. Guy hit me up. He said, man, this has just become a quarterback award. Guys are throwing for too many yards and too many touchdowns. He said, when the, the guys Mike mentioned, this was his tweet or, uh, to me, he says, the guys Mike mentioned, Alexander. Terrell uh, Davis made one, too. I, I forgot to mention him, 98. He was saying all those running backs did extraordinary things. They all had, like, 20 touchdowns or more. And they caught the ball to the backfield, too, some of them. And he says, how many running backs are having that kind of impact? The only guy I can think about, and he hadn't done it to that level, is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Derrick Henry had one big monster year, but you don't think of him as a receiver no. as, the, as the way other guys are. You know, I thought Kamara might be one of those guys at some point, but I, I think his career, not that he's tailed off, but the numbers aren't as popping as they were early on when Sean Payton was running the show. But you're right, and it's just a lot of teams, almost every team, is using multiple running backs. It's rare that you see the workhorse like a Derrick Henry. Even, you know, our guy, 1,000 yards for Algier in 16 games, and you'll see Patterson and other guys getting the rock too. It's going to it's gonna be Patrick Mahomes' award yeah. this year. I don't think anybody has any problems with that. Um, and, again, it's a regular season. It doesn't mean that he's winning the Super Bowl. But speaking of Patrick Mahomes, he had some things to say today about playing in the title game. Chris, let's get to an NFL blitz. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. All right, Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprain, happened in the first quarter of Saturday's divisional round playoff game against the Jags. Obviously, they move on. Andy Reid was saying today, and this is a direct quote, that he was going to participate. Mm -hmm. Bo, it's, it's Wednesday, right? It's a regular work week. I'm thinking just out loud from a standpoint of NFL preparation. They play Sunday. And the head coach, Andy Reid, Mike, said, we're going to put him there. He's going to do everything that, that he's supposed to do. But he also said this with the caveat. We're going to see when it comes to whether he is 
how mobile he is. They're not going to force the issue on a Wednesday. But for what it's worth, uh, yeah, they'll do everything. They said they'll probably do everything, as you mentioned in today's practice. Patrick Mahomes on the injured ankle. It's it's fairly good so far. Uh, Patrick Mahomes says it's uh, it's okay. Look, he's not going to. He's in pain. It doesn't feel great. A high ankle sprain is a stupid, nagging injury if anyone's ever had one. And uh, you know he's not going to be close to 100%. But he says he's doing good. A few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. Excited to be on a practice field, et cetera. All right, let me hear Andy Reid because there is a chance that you could see Chad Henney in this AFC Championship game. Now, with what he did in the last game, maybe you feel comfortable with Chad Henney running the show. This is Andy Reid saying, I trust him. I do. Offensively, I, I thought the you know, the guys, I, I thought the whole group played well. It was great to see Chad come in uh, in that backup role, and I thought everybody kind of stepped their game up and, and uh, had so much confidence in Chad, and he executed. You can't argue with it. It was amazing. 94-yard drive. I mean, you're looking poised, making good decisions. 37-year-old. Some guys, I think I think you and I weren't the only guys watching it on TV that day going, oh, Chad Henney's still in the league. Yeah. You know, and, and he goes and does that. But this is a Buffalo, uh, uh, sorry, a Bengals office that went up to Buffalo and made Josh Allen uncomfortable, got him off the spot. They're going to win or lose this game with Patrick Mahomes. And we just talked about it. Patrick gets the MVP. The postseason is not a part of the MVP voting. But, man. Cementing his legacy already in, a, in, a, in, a, in an amazing career if he can find a way to beat the Bengals, as everyone knows, on one good ankle. Let's hear from Zach Taylor, the Bengals head coach on Joe Burrow, Mike, and how cool he is. He's the greatest. You know, and he does a great job leading this team, managing the situations. The bigger the moment gets, uh, the more calmer he gets, and the team feeds off of that. And uh, it's hard to run the ball in four minutes when you know that he could just throw it and get it probably, you know, but it, it's wise to let the clock run, but he did a great job today. Telling you, man, we talked about this guy. He's kind of like lost in the shuffle, the job that the coach Zach Taylor is yeah. doing, and you got to be impressed. Uh, today, the Bengals practice of the first Bengals practice of the week, no Alex Kappa, the right guard, and left tackle Jonah Williams did not practice uh, and at all, uh, and so they're apparently getting some treatment, so curious to see if they can go. They had to go with the backups against Buffalo last week. All right, Zach was also talking about, Mike, he feels like his team is built for this. Most teams would not want to go on the road and play the Chiefs. Well, him and Joe Burrow, 3-0 and against these guys. And, you know, when you start talking about going to Arrowhead, I think it's one of the toughest places to play, playoff environment. But Zach Taylor's not worried. We're built for this. We're built for this. You know, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about us. Uh, we don't care who's favored, who's not. Um, we're built for this, and, and uh, we're excited to go on the road to Kansas City. I agree with him. I mean, like, there are just some teams, it's hard to beat them. You can't explain it. You don't know what it is. Like, either they have your number, but, guys, they've beaten them three times. All three games have been decided by three points every game. You know what the spread is Sunday? Two and a half. Right. So, even, or one and a half, actually, they're favorite. I, I don't know what it is about the Bengals, Mike, but they play the Chiefs well. I think they got poised. I think the other thing is, and you and I brought this up, the Bengals are absolute Vegas. Uh, if you're if you're a gambler, they're one of your best friends. I think there's something like, what was the number now, 14-3 against the spread, whereas the Chiefs were 5 at one point and 11 against the spread this year. Chiefs don't cover. Chiefs defense gives up plays late. Uh, believe me, I know it. I damn Jacksonville field goal, but I'm not going to dwell on that. Um, one thing about the Chiefs, uh, they do have a guy who's darn good at rushing the passer. Frank Clark, uh, Pro Football Talk, has this stat today. Frank Clark has 12 postseason sacks. He's now tied with Reggie White for fourth all-time, and you don't really think of no. the Chiefs as that elite defensive unit, but they got guys that pop as, you know, Houston's been that guy, and Chuck's talked about just sort of some of their parts. Yeah, all four of these defenses are really good. I think the Chiefs have the worst of the four, and that's 
That's not saying a whole lot. Like, they're close. They're really good. There were just games this year where the Chiefs would come out and it, it was almost like they got into a rhythm. They just thrown it all over the place and there was some incompletes. And they, they would kind of, they would have no time of possession and it would really jam up their defense yeah. in some of the games where they didn't cover those spreads. I know because I bet them often. The Niners, by the way, they may have an issue. Their defensive lineman, Charles Amenahu, mm-hmm. who was arrested on suspicion of misdemeanor domestic violence. This happened Monday. Right. The team obviously is aware. Um, this happened San Jose, San Jose Police Department. Amenahu, Mike, was booked uh, in the Santa Clara jail, released after he posted bail. Here's the deal. Do we know what happened? I don't. Mike, we don't know what happened. We don't know how this played out. What we do know is you got a team getting ready to play for the NFC Championship game, and this is a guy that's been a part of it. He's 25. He's a key member of the team's defensive line rotation. He's got five sacks on the year. This becomes a distraction. He is a contributor. The matter will be reviewed under the league's personal conduct policy. This is the statement from the NFL. The 49ers put out their own statement saying they were aware of what happened. So there is, quote, no change to his status. So for people who were saying, you know, in the previous uh, situations, Roger Goodell has immediately suspended a guy, put him on the commissioner's list. That's not going to be the case here. Look, one thing I think if you we've discussed and we've covered enough of this stuff, unfortunately, on the show over the years, you know, if you want to rush to judgment, knock yourself out. I mean, I we go with what we know. We'll talk later about with Connor Riley about what's going on with Georgia and Rara. Thomas, but initially, yeah, it doesn't look good, but the NFL, this is the playoffs. Let's be honest, Carl, they're not going to sit a guy at this window for playoff football, I don't think. I don't either. Regular season, you could argue, might be a little bit different. Am I, am I just being too cynical? No, no, no. I I, I don't think they're going to rush to judgment. Now, look, if there's evidence that comes out and there's some video and he's unfortunately beating a woman or something like that, Mike, right. th- then they're going to act fast. They'll act accordingly. I, I don't know if that evidence is out there. Kyle Shanahan was talking about his team, though, man, and being pumped and getting ready for the Philadelphia Eagles. You looked at the beginning of the year, you thought Philly would be the last team right here, and that's the way it's ended up. So uh, we're going to be going down there. Hopefully we'll have a good week of practice, and looking forward to the challenge. Now, Brock Purdy believes he's got the best defense in the league. I get it. I don't think that's the case. I think he's going to face the best defense on Sunday in the Eagles, but he was praising his guys, Mike. And, and listen, if this game comes down to a defensive struggle, it just might. Um, you know, this could be a field goal kind of game if both defenses are on point. I don't think it's going to be. I think the Eagles are going to score because they'll have a tough time trying to stop, you know, Jalen Hurts and that RPO stuff. But here's Purdy giving his defense uh, some love. And I know that we got one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the league. So um, I just got to do my part. If we don't, if we have to punt, it's okay. Like our defense will, you know, get a stop. We got trust and faith in them. And that's the smart play that Shanahan would prefer. He does just that. Mm-hmm. 70 sacks, well-documented. The Eagles getting after it. The most, I got to tell you, I, I've been there a few times as a kid, and it was nothing worse than going there at 17 against the Falcons. It's the most intimidating atmosphere in the NFL. And whether or not that has an effect on a guy who's starting his eighth game in the league, Carl, but uh, the Eagles getting after it, the turnover is going to be key. And I think the Eagles are going to win. I, I like Brock Purdy. I think he is going to be the quarterback of the future. He's, we talked about, has Ritter shown you enough? Purdy has shown you enough in San Francisco, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think the Eagles are going to win this game because I think they're going to make him force some turnovers. Um, I like the Eagles as well. I, I'm not just talking about spread. I think they win. I think they win flat out. Um, but we, I can't wait because I do think it's going to be a, a tough physical game. It's Dukes and Ballots, our NFL Blitz. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, Mike. He's open to rework his deal if, if, if he plays in 2023. Guys, understand, if he doesn't play, that means he's walking away from $58 million. I don't know about you, but that's a lot of money to walk away from. I don't care how much money you've made, but if your heart's not in it, then your heart's not in it. I don't know what his decision's going to be, but, Mike, 
if he plays, he's basically saying we can rework the deal, but I'm also open if the team wants to maybe trade me. He would have to agree to that. This is all over the place because now people are really overreacting about where they think Aaron Rodgers may end up. Isn't this the same conversation, Mike, we've had for the last two years? Yeah, and as I tell you, every time we get down this road, it just it, you could go back and look, uh, Brett Favre, non-committal on returning you. Find the old storylines from back in 2008, 2009. That's it's right. the same stuff. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, it was interesting. He went on Pat McAfee's uh, podcaster show and was uh, talking about the Jets because he said the Jets stuff. Joe Namath mentioned it. Rumors are circulating about the Jets. You know what he said about Zach Wilson? Because they scrimmaged the Jets and the Green Bay Packers uh, scrimmage this year. He said he thinks the kid can still salvage his NFL career. Mm. He said that you know, the kid's got the right talent. He said it's going to take some coaches to really – and he said he's got to be humble. Now, some people thought it was ironic that Aaron Rodgers says some young man's got to humble himself. Humble yourself. <laughs> but, I mean, see, I don't know if Aaron, – yes, Aaron Rodgers has an ego as big as a great outdoors, but he's so hippy-dippy, it's kind of – morphed into another direction hasn't it yeah just an offbeat dude it's just that's fine man the world we don't want everyone to be the same but he does say for what it's worth he thinks zach's career is still salvageable um i do too i just don't know if it's there i, I think he lost the locker room this year when he, when he said you know basically if there was anything else he could do you guys remember the game and he was like no i didn't do anything wrong we're good and basically put it out there it was everybody else's fault not his when he didn't play well instead of taking onus of being the quarterback of the team. Either way, he could end up with the Jets. But I'm not going to put any numbers on anything until I hear, first and foremost, he wants to play. Once we hear he wants to play, then it becomes – do you want to be there or do you want to be somewhere else? Now, in addition to the comments about Zach Wilson, they covered a wide-ranging uh, group of uh, t- topics. One was uh, the fact that uh, Gronkowski said on an interview or another podcast, well, Aaron Rodgers said he could come back and win an MVP. How about coming back and win another championship? <laughs> to which uh, he seemed to accuse Rob Gronkowski being part of woke culture, blames trade rumors on Big Pharma during his interview. Oh, come on, things. stop. Have you already come to the decision you're playing football next year uh, because he says you're getting traded by Sports media, and I feel like there's another decision that has to be made before any of that can take place. Where are you in the stance? That's the question he goes. So uh, this should be your generic run-of-the-mill question answer. Rogers then goes off and says, usually you'd think they'd wait until maybe the off week between the championship week and the Super Bowl to drum up my storylines. I have some people that love to track that stuff, so I've been made aware of it. Listen, there's heroes and villains in sports and entertainment, and I think because of my stance on COVID and maybe some other things, I've been cast as the villain. Wow. It's a free country, man. You're t- t- like, you, could you do you. You know, we talked about it at the time. I just thought when everybody was getting the shot, whether you think it's right or wrong, you let your teammates down. You're, out, you're making your statement. That was my point. Now, a year later, t- two years later, I don't feel the same way about the vaccination, if I'm honest. I don't necessarily agree with how Aaron Rodgers handled his business at the time, though. But do you think, you think he's, people are going after him? He's got a target on his back. Uh, Doesn't he make it easy? He does sometimes. He does. And hindsight's twenty twenty. When you're in the moment. Right. It's always easy now, two years later, to say, well, I think we handled that wrong. (laughs) I think a lot of people probably feel that way. All right, man, we're coming back. You know I don't start rumors. I just talk about them once they're out. And there is a big, fat rumor that I told you guys about two weeks ago, and you said I was crazy. You're crazy. It is Dukes and Bell. Hope you're having a great day. We're out here at Atlanta United's training ground. We already talked with Brad Guzan. We're going to talk with Garth Lagerway coming up, president, new president, of Atlanta United coming up at 440, and we're looking forward to that. Um, 
Connor Riley's also going to stop by at 4 o'clock. Mike, a lot of dog stuff out there, man. we got to talk with him about Yeah, I know that the university is conducting their own investigation and looking at the uh, maybe some of the parameters for the interaction between staff and athletes in light of the tragedy. And then, of course, you got the Ron Thomas situation, which, you know, that, that information got public yesterday from the police report, which ain't good. But, again, they still going to let it play out. But a lot of folks are saying – Maybe Kirby's going to move quickly on this, and he's not going to play. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. again, let everything as we say. Let it kind of, you know, you get the first piece of information. This isn't the only piece of information you're going to get on this case as bad as it looks right now. Yeah, I'm curious to ask Connor this because it's like your workplace, and most people, a lot of people, have met their person at their place of work. And I'm not telling you – that it shouldn't be against the rules, Mike. I get it with, with what's going on with George and how they're looking at this and, you know, staffers and, and players and all of that kind of stuff. What I am going to say, though, is I don't necessarily know if that changes right. as we move forward. Hopefully the lesson learned here is, you know, however this accident is deemed, once the investigation is complete, slow down, take your time, you know, all the messages you want young right. people to, to take heed of. But, but if you're asking me, Mike, that whether it's Nebraska <laughs> – UCLA, okay, uh, Michigan, there are things that are happening like this where, again, these young men are interacting with staffers all the time. And, and I just – you can tell me all you want. I, I've lived this. You can say, hey, it's not supposed to happen, but it's happening. And the other aspect of it is – and, again, I know it's it's difficult. There's a lot of UGA fans – I guess we talked about this on Monday. weren't happy with the AJC, but the AJC's got a job to do, even though it is, uh, it's very uncomfortable, the timing. But you got – guys that are in the transfer portal once a guy gets to your university it's not like you've got him and you lock him in now he can still move to another team so there has to be some interaction this is where people are like oh yeah sure wink wink but how do you keep people engaged in your program yeah. other than kirby and, and obviously the tremendous job his coaching staff does to get guys fired up to want to come back yeah it's it's just an interesting thing we'll talk with connor riley coming at four at up at four o'clock here let's talk about what's going on with the falcons now i want to put this in perspective for Falcon fans, because I don't want you to get crazy, because a lot of you, when I said what I said a couple of weeks ago about Lamar Jackson, you lost your minds and, and you, you came at me. I'm not telling you this is going to happen, okay? What I am telling you is that all the ingredients in Baltimore and from everybody I'm talking to is telling me that there is a divorce looming. And if that divorce happens, then it opens the door for this possibility. And, Mike, what we're hearing now is from various executives around the NFL. We're hearing from insiders around the NFL who are all saying the same thing. And where there's smoke, there's fire. And that is if they decide to move on from Lamar Jackson, meaning they cannot come to an agreement, they franchise tag him, he doesn't want to sign it, which is very possible, I want out, they have to trade him, where do, where do they trade him to? Where does that become a place that he wants to be and it makes sense for, for the Ravens? And a lot of the people that are speaking about this now are saying one place, right. and that's the Atlanta Falcons. I know a lot of you don't like it, but I'm just telling you it is a possibility. I'm not telling you 100% wholeheartedly that this is going to happen. Now, there's an article that came out that said, to your point, that there were, we're a viable you know, destination and a trade partner. A lot of moving parts. You'd have to give up a lot of draft picks. Salary's got to work. You've got to come up with a contract with uh, his representation that he's going to be happy with because he's not coming to Atlanta to be on a franchise tag or a one-year deal. No, he's going to want a multi-year deal with a big guaranteed piece of money up front. So that's all got to be worked out. But the reason a lot of people and executives around the league are saying this is going to happen, I think, is Arthur Blank. Uh-oh. Because Arthur Blank medals. 
and Arthur Blank tried to do the end around and try. I, I to this day, I don't think Fontenot in his in, in his game plan wanted to go get Deshaun Watson because as we went round and round, you were on vacay that week. Chuckery and I were screaming at each other because I wanted Deshaun Watson. Sure, Chuckery's sure. going. You, it can't work. The money can't work. You've got no money, especially we'd have to get through this year first. There was just no way to do it. Not to mention, once Haslam and the Browns came over the top, we were sitting there in a poker game with a small stack. We couldn't compete. But Arthur Blank, I believe, thought he could go from Matt Ryan to Deshaun Watson. I, I, I use that phrase, Carl. Wanted a baby, didn't want the labor pains. Yes, well, yes. Arthur Blank knows if you get Lamar Jackson in Atlanta, it's going to be bananas. It's going to be all – you're going to have people packed. People are going to want to get their hands on tickets, and you're going to be making a lot more loot than you are now. Yes, technically the stadium is sold out, and people are there. There's nobody in the seats. But you get uh, – Why are you like, using air quotes? Who said air quotes? I didn't use air quotes. We're on the radio. This isn't television. You're right. You're right. But Lamar Jackson comes to Atlanta, it's going to be bananas, and you are going to be in the printing money business because it's going to be the hottest ticket in town. Parking lot's going to be – bars, rest, the whole thing, and everybody in Mercedes-Benz is going to make some loot. It makes sense. And and here's the thing. Do we want Arthur Blank meddling at this point? No, we don't. I mean, part of me is like, I want to see what Terry Fontenot's plan is. If it's if his plan is we're staying with Ritter and this is where we're going and this is how I'm going to make this team better, then I want to see that play out. I don't want Arthur Blank, if you're listening, Arthur, and we know you do, I don't want you bl- I don't want you meddling. I know you want to do what's best for the franchise and yes you own the team and Mike's right. You're going to sell a lot more tickets, which is I think that's every owner's idea in the NFL is how do I sell more tickets? But I also want to have a competitive team for more than just a season or two. And I'm not saying if you made this trade that that would be the case. I'm a huge proponent on a quarterback. Guys, I've been saying this. You, you, we can talk about edge rushers and all this stuff. Give me Joe Burrow and 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 let's go to work. Like he made that team so much better. And I just think that if you have a guy that's special or you believe he can be special, then that is the element that is the secret ingredient to all these teams in the NFL. We haven't had it for a while. We saw the tail end of Matt's career. We, we were hoping that we could put a team around him that could be better. Right. And then he goes to Indy Mike, and you kind of see it from afar. You go, Matt just doesn't have it anymore. Nope. So we accept that. But, Mike, we're at a point where you could turn the page now, and I think a lot of executives, they're looking at our, our youth. we got a young team. We've got young wide receivers. We've got the third best running game in the NFL, right? All these things start to add up, and you go, and you put Lamar in that situation, it's a really good deal for Atlanta. Again, I don't know if it's going to happen, but it's out there, guys. Well, two things. If we're going to do, you know, the, the idea if we're going to – the same way we approach the Hawks. Forget it. We're never going to get the defense right. Let's just score a lot of points and bring somebody who can run this offense in the half court. And let's be excited. <laughs> so let's do what we did right. in 2016. Have a good enough defense to get by, an opportunistic young defense, and let's load up on the offensive side. Go sign T. Higgins for the Bengals. Bring in Lamar Jackson. And now you got Drake London, Pitts, Higgins. Higgins. Algier, yeah. giddy up. And yes. then if, we got, if we have any money left over, we got to go get a guard <laughs> and a tackle. You know, you, you still, even if you don't like McGarry, you may bring him back. That's not going to be cheap. You got to get a defensive tackle. I mean, whether you do it through the draft or free agency. So that's where, if you can make that pie chart work, because again, for the first time ever, you know, it was funny. Carl and I would tell you, take you behind the curtain. We had this conversation yesterday. I told Carl, I got the highest credit score I've ever had. 
So what? If something busts in my house right now, I'm going to get charged, what, 10% interest on a new HVAC or, a, you know, about the pool filters, whatever it would be. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter. So we got this money, but now we got to be able to use it the right way. So I don't mind. I don't want to get in cap hell, but I want to see us use this money the right way, fix things. I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm not as anti-Lamar Jackson as I was when I was screaming against the argument two weeks ago because – all the things we just said. If yeah. you can load that up, but then you, you, you but you got to realize you agree you're not going to be able to address everything on defense. No, and and listen, none of these teams. Okay, for all you fans out there who are like Dukes, I hate you. None of these teams, because <laughs> I know that's what you're saying. Because you go, this is your fault. You brought this up, and now it may happen. None of these teams are perfect. Nobody has all stars at every position. Mike, you're going to need some guys to step up, even when we get really good, and I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know if it's Ritter or somebody else, but when we get really good, and it's going to happen, guys, you're not going to have all pros at every position. Some some areas will be weaker than others. But what you need to have is star power at the positions that matter. I need a star corner. I need a star edge rusher. I need a star quarterback, Mike. I need a star wide receiver. I need a star linebacker. These are things, like, there are about seven positions – that you better get right. Everything else, you've got to fill in the blanks. So, I mean, I'm with you. If you, I will say this. There's always going to be some folks out there, when they see a named quarterback out there, they want to have him. My argument to you about 10 days, two weeks ago, was can Lamar Jackson stay healthy? Yeah. And why is his production going backwards? Why They moved on from Greg Roman. He's the same guy that got him as part of the, uh, the offensive play calling when he won the MVP. What's changed? Now, I know the injuries of the running backs two years ago, and this, that's beyond his control. They went to every running back pops. J.K. Dobbins. Right. Yeah, Everybody was banged up. And then the wide receivers. You know, if Lamar Jackson come to, comes to Atlanta with Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and again, I use T. Higgins as an example, but take any of those you know, wide receivers on the float this year. That's better than anything he's had as far as skilled positions other than Mark Andrews, you know, yeah. in, in Baltimore. Yeah, it, it is. I. And then you throw in the electrifying, you know, playground style and stuff. The other thing is, could Arthur Smith, and this I'll play devil's advocate, with all the things you just laid out, and Algier and the balanced attack, be the perfect fit for this this quarterback with the way we run the football I and do. the offense line? I think he'd be a perfect fit, Mike, because the, the, the base of what the Ravens do, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yeah, man, no man's on the way. We're going to talk with Connor Riley, dog report at 4 o'clock as well, guys here live at Atlanta United's training grounds. I think, Mike, the Ravens' base offense was about running the football. That's what they wanted to do. At one point, I think they led the league in rushing the football. That's what they It's kind of like with, with Warwick Dunn and Vic one year, same kind of situation. Yeah, I think that's what you're trying to do here, and I think he would be amazing under Arthur Smith. I, I, I Maybe I'm biased, but I do. We will see where this goes. It's something we're talking about. It's something NFL executives are talking about as well. All right, we're coming back. Bo Morgan's going to join us. Yeah, man, no man. Brought to you by the Fire Shire from the W Sauce. We'll find out what he's got working today as we're broadcasting live from Atlanta United's training ground in Marietta. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Dukes and Bell. Find us on social media, guys. Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put'em Up. See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Guys, hitting us up. Um, we will continue to talk about this Lamar Jackson thing in the 5 o'clock hour. If you're just joining us, some guys going, okay, I like it. Some guys going, I don't like it. And then other guys are saying, what are we giving up? Well, I don't know. It would be a lot. Be at least two first-round picks. I, I, probably, Mike. I, I, I don't know. But I do know this. Do you have your franchise quarterback? Marinate on that. Let's get to yeah, man, no, man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like I should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida, Kennesaw State, and gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, bigger, better, bolder. Bo, we're out here at the uh, Atlanta United training ground. Our man Jason, Jason just showed up. Uh, it's good to see him. I hadn't seen Jason in a minute. Yeah, man. man Long Shoe at Long Shoe on the Twitter. He is. Uh, I got questions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him before I pump Parpa uh, Pump Garth Logway for some okay. questions about this organization. And for 440, by the way, we'll have the uh, president and CEO. But we're out here, man. We got a great view. We're we're above the uh, the training fields. Uh, it's a great day, Bo. How are you today? I'm good. I have uh, uh, got. Installment two of John Wick last night. Nice. So, uh, what'd actually, you think? No, I liked it. Um, I, I didn't like the way it. Well, I kind of. I didn't. I don't. Wasn't a hundred percent of the way it ended. Thought he could have been a little bit smarter. Okay, wait, he, wait, wait. Tell me again. It's the second one, right? Yeah. Second so, one where you can't go. They have the hotels, which are basically neutral territory. Where continental. All these, the continental. All the assassins can hang out, but you can't murder anybody on continental property. You can't have any violence, and he does. And they, that's right. Okay. And so yeah. he becomes, he that's goes right. on the run. Okay. So uh, Ian McShane from um, the uh, the Western TV show, uh, I can't even think of that, uh, Deadwood. Deadwood, amongst other yeah, things. Yeah, he. Um, American Gods, Yeah, too. he kicks him out. But I, I just. His character's great, though. Yeah, he's really That a, guy's great in everything. His character's great. Yeah. But, but, come on, John. Like, just wait. Just wait. He, you can get him out eventually. You can get him. You know, like, I mean, he just he just looks at him and is like, all right, fine. And, I mean, if you haven't watched it yet, then. And two has, well, and two has Common yeah. in it, right? Yeah. Common's in yeah, two. Common's, yeah, Common's the hit, man. They yeah. had that big slug out on the train. That's right. By the way, they stole. I, I don't know if anybody caught this. The only other person that might have caught this would have been maybe maybe Mike. But in, a, in, in El Dorado, which is a John Wayne Western. They use the line professional courtesy because they're gunfighters or hired gunfighters. They Common and John Wick's uh, or Common's character and John Wick's character use that on each other. Right. Uh, and they and they both use it just like in in El Dorado. I thought that was funny. I'm a big I'm a big Western fan, right. so I thought that was kind of funny. But um. We'll talk. I, I know that you tried to set me up in a. Um... And by the way, that's one of my dad's favorite westerns. That's what, John Wayne, Robert, Robert Rich, a young James Conn is in that too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really. It's good. literally so. 
Howard Hawk Hawks. did the, yeah. did those, and it's literally this El Dorado and Rio Bravo are almost identical movies. the The premise is the same. Um, the character that uh, John Wayne plays is basically the same. Okay. Um, there is a uh, drunk sheriff in each one. One of them is Robert Mitchum. Yeah. The Mine other. Martin. Yes, the other one's Dean Martin. Uh, as if I, I guess I couldn't say the name, but yes. Um, but 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 that's why I knew Mike would would, would know that. But anyways, well, um, the searchers. By what I forget now, we're going down the rabbit hole. Even though I know John Wayne, we joke around that maybe doesn't stand the test of time. Some people going what? Another radio compared to other actors. What is that, Pilgrim? Uh, anyways, my father used to do the uh, Carl knows the routine. All right, we're gonna make a trench. The Apaches are coming. And then fast forward. All right, man, we'll build a trench. The Viet Cong are coming. You know, the Battle of the Green Berets. Pretty much the same approach but the searchers is a movie that almost every american director has ripped off one time or another. So i just read the uh, tarantino book i know i didn't know it's good i know if you're a film that the tarantino book sit out uh, the hell is it uh cinema i forget that I, you have it you i know it. yes it's I, a great book back yeah. to you squid but yeah so uh we'll talk a little sports here talk about quarterbacks uh I know you almost – I feel like you were trying to set me up there on the Lamar Jackson Denver thing, but I'm not going to get into that. What I am going to talk about is Cowboy quarterbacks. I've been trying to figure out who Dak Prescott is. And uh, Clarence Hill, who is a long, long time – some would writer. say the D-led of the Cowboys he is. beat writer. Um, he had a tweet. Two and four in the playoffs, 0 oh and three in the divisional round. That's Tony Romo. It is. Two and four in the playoffs, zero oh and three in the divisional round. That's Prescott. also Dak Prescott. Yeah. So also Danny White is. <laughs> you could say after Starback if you wanted to. Back to you. Is is Tony Romo and Dak Prescott the same player? Because I'm gonna ask you, they both have been unclutch in the playoffs. We've seen what Tony did. Dak, they're the both, fumble against Seattle on the. Yeah, they've both been great. In the regular season, are they the same player? It's a really good question. Do you believe Dak's team is better than Tony Romo's was at its height? His best, the best Romo teams. Oh, I'm, that 2016 Dallas team was pretty freaking good, and they blew it. A right? younger back then, those guys got older, but the defensive line was stout. stout it yes. was a stout team. So um, Ezekiel Elliott in his prime. Th- yeah. Yeah. Best O line in football that year too. Yeah, well, there was about three years they had the right. best offensive yeah. line, and then it started to break down because it was the you know the most expensive line. I think it's a fair comparison, and it's unfortunate because he's making way more money than Tony Romo made. Mm. Romo is making more money as a broadcaster now than he ever made as a quarterback, and that's not to say he didn't get paid in Dallas. He got the going rate. But you just paid Dak. He's a $40 million guy. This is the conversation we're having about Atlanta. At some point, we hope to have a quarterback that you can hang your hat on. Guys, you're going to have to pay him the going rate, right, at some point. It's unfortunate because I think you're going to look at Dak differently because the money involved. I'm going to say that there's probably more, people are going to be more critical, Bo, of Dak Prescott than they would be of Tony Romo. And it's partly due to people feel like that this this is a better team, that his teams that have been to the playoffs yeah. have been better teams, and he should have won last year, and then you come back this year. Right. Now, I will say this. The, the quarterback's got to execute the play calls. The play calls got to be better, too. And I think that Jason Garrett was a terrible head coach, and I think that Mike McCarthy has passed his prime now, and he's just a placeholder in Dallas. I think that's also part of the yes. equation. Yes, yes. And I would – but I, yes, it gets a really good point. I know that Parcells was there for, what, like a year of Romo? Right. But 
McCarthy is a better head coach than anything Romo had. So that's that's he's, he's been he's really showed his butt though, but in a couple of big moments, and, you know, and then when they matter, when they matter most, when you're in a one possession game against the 49ers, you know McCarthy, you could argue he blew it in that in the last two and a half minutes. Well, that the, the this is one example. Well, even last, but look, and that's a good look. Go back to the uh, divisional round last year in Dallas, where they basically fumble the two minute drill, and they don't get a playoff. Right, and that, but that some of that fault, a lot of that is on the head coach with the timeouts, what uh, like last week. Mm-hmm. But the other one, how's that not on that too? Because your quarterback, you're on the field in the two minute drill, you pretty much have complete control. Okay, it's different than the rest of the game. At two minute drill, and there's no timeouts, you everything goes through you. You've got to control that. But, but it's just an interesting yeah. comparison. I mean, but this year, the 49ers game, they just outmatched them. The, the Bucks, they had control. The Bucks team, they have some stars on defense, but there was never the pressure that the pressure – the pressure was amped up to 100 against San Francisco on the road. It was. And to me, McCarthy and Dak, they, they choked. Yeah, and here's the thing about Dak Prescott. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're live at Atlanta United's training grounds, guys. More coming up. Connor Riley at the top of the hour. It's Yeah Man, No Man with Bill Morgan. Get some Hey Man L as you head towards the weekend for the AFC and NFC Championship games. He's such a nice dude. You root for him. It's a dude that you would want to, to – he could marry my daughter, right? Yeah. Dak Prescott <laughs> right. is that guy. But that was Tony Romo too. And that's the point I'm getting to. So you look at these guys and you have to ask, and this is a fair question, can we win a Super Bowl with him? Mm. Can we win? We're good. We can be good. We can win 12, 13 games in the regular season. We can get to the divisional round. Can you win a Super Bowl with them? And if you're telling me their records are identical, I think it's a valid question for Cowboy fans to have to ask themselves at this point because he ain't going nowhere. But at the end of the day, we started the show with this yesterday or Monday. Jerry Jones is the constant in this equation, too. Bad coaches. I don't know. Like, the Dak decision was a tough one. Not everyone felt it was a slam dunk at the time to give him that big extension. Mike, I got – here's where I'm at, and I know Jerry's being stubborn. I, I would move on from, from this particular head coach. It's the one thing you can change that might change the culture of how Dak goes about his business. Doug Nussmeyer is the quarterback's coach, for those who don't know. He's been there with Dak since the beginning when Dak took over. All right? Kellen Moore has been there for a majority of the time that he's been there. You've been with two guys that you're familiar with. There's no reason he should be playing better than what he is. And so the thing that you have to change, because if you're not going to change Dak, he ain't going to wear committed money. If you're not changing the head coach, then the OC and the quarterback's coach are the next two guys that need to go, and those are the two guys that have been there for a majority of the time that he's been well, quarterback. And, and the question real quick, and i got one more story before we got to go. The question you just brought up, though, is what worries me with this Lamar Jackson stuff. I don't know if he can take a team to the Super Bowl. He had a team built specifically for him. They were the best offensive line and one of the best defenses in the league. Two years ago? In, uh, 2019. 19 season. It was a 20 playoffs. And they couldn't even win a game in the, with home field advantage against a Tennessee team that Kansas City handled uh, the easy. next week. So that's what worries me. Real quick, because you're going to pay the guy fifty million dollars a year. That and I don't. I, and, and that's great if you want to sell tickets. But I thought you wanted to win a Super Bowl. But that's the that's the argument I was throwing at you last what, ten days ago was. He's been on a better defense than what we've got, and they've won one playoff game. Yeah. And that would be the concern. Is And if you're going to forfeit those picks, unless you can really kill it in free agency while you have this cap space, your defense is going to continue to be, let's be honest, second Mediocre. class. Mediocre. Exactly. Mediocre. Real quick, um, we got a couple birthdays. 
one of which snuck up on me. The other I knew. Uh, first, the first one is uh, today is Wes Durham's birthday. Hey, true ham! Uh, Happy birthday, Wes! Obviously, Wes has been a big, big part of my career. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons Radio Network side. He was also one of the first shows I produced back with Barnhart and Durham back in the day before. Before I even produced for Mike, um, that was a show that was on another radio station that's no longer around. I say, I say, sir. So, Wes, a uh, uh, big shout-out to Wes. Happy birthday. Do we know what he's doing today, by the way? Uh, I don't. In fact, I text him. So uh, He's on a golf course I sent him. I sent him a cookie puss. <laughs> All the way to Cartersville? <laughs> yes. Did they go up there? Well, it's UPS. It may have melted. <laughs> I thought it was in the right place. But, uh, but, but, but uh, thanks to Wes for everything uh, he's been uh, done for me. And happy birthday. And the other one snuck up on me. And uh, I kind of found out secondhand, and it happened yesterday. Uh, you know, there's this guy that does this show on our station, and uh, he goes by Put Him Up, and it was his birthday yesterday. So happy birthday, Carl. <laughs> happy birthday. Uh, happy Thank birthday. you, man. Thank you. He's Appreciate like, it. you low kid. You, know, you, you are a low kid. Thank you. So you fish the big 5 Uh No. Uh, it's coming. The big four nine? It's coming. He's like secret on everything. Anyway, so so Carl, we're gonna have to cut your arm off and count the rings like a redwood tree. Well, we believe he's forty nine. It's, it's coming. Mike, uh, <laughs> you and I have worked together. We've experienced a lot. If it's if the when he does get to the five zero, if he's not there yet, yes. Remember the last time you and I talked about a guy's five zero on the air? He didn't like it very much. Who's that? What happened? It? it was Arch. Oh, oh yeah! What yeah. happened? He just, he, he's a low he got, key guy too. He doesn't he like his birthday. Off. He was happy. Really? Yeah. He's 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 just like you. He doesn't doesn't need it mentioned. Yeah. And so, but no, it was funny. You know, listen, I uh, I appreciate the the well wishes and and we. Uh, Eric's about to be fifty. No, but five oh, you got to go crazy. I mean, we did. You, you know, Carl. You're gonna do the summer of Carl. I did the summer of Mike. Uh, well, the listen, Carl. Every year is always good, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it beats the alternative. Uh, we do a lot of things, Mike. You know this, man. We do a lot of things. I got a great wife. She treats me great. I have no issues. I had a great time last night. I was, I was telling Bo. So. But thank you, man. I appreciate it. I did not know. But here's the cool thing. And now I know why I like that West Durham so much. I did not know the next day on the 25th is his birthday. I had no idea. Yeah, you guys are two peas in a pod. Yeah, huh? man. Now it makes <laughs> sense. Wes, I get it now. So is that, you, was that Aries? What does that make you? Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah, man. Well, The coolest sign out there. Carl's getting a bottle of the fire coolest shower. Sign out there. Coolest sign out there. Carl's getting a bottle of the fire shower from the W sauce, which is bigger, better, bolder, and now spicier. And Chris, I know it's probably too late, but you probably got to try to find the age of Aquarius now to play us for uh, <laughs> for his birthday from me. And you know what? Wes will get one as well. Uh, there you go. Who, whose life isn't better with a little bit of the fire shower? It's the best. Also, if you need to get a better life and you need some CBD in it, go over to GeorgiaHempCompany.com. Use the code SWIDBILLY10 to get 10% off your order today. Turtle, hit our music. Perfect. He's not the best engineer in the business for nothing, folks. So, you know, uh, I don't know if you were into this, Mike, but, you know, there, there was a time, like, you know, guys would be like, so what sign are you? Right. And you meet a woman, you know, and you'd be like, yeah. so what sign are you? Right. And she'd be so, like, oh, I'm a Scorpio. And you'd be like, oh, Scorpio. Some, some you now, immediately knew right. what was going down, or at least in your head you thought was going now, down. More so in the 70s and early 80s, but, yeah, there was a compatibility thing. There you, was. Some there guys would know that stuff. Right? I did a morning show when I first started many, many years ago, and we used to do the uh, – we'd read on the air, right, right. The, every day what your sign had in store for you as right. far as, uh, you know, the upcoming week or the day. And people, they dug it. Right. Like they, they really, it was one of the biggest parts of the show. Like, you guys going to read about what, what uh, you know, Sagittarius has got going on today? And it's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> 
All right, man, we got more to get to. I don't know if you believe in all that stuff. I'll tell you what I believe in. Mm. Connor Riley, Dog Nation's coming up. We'll talk all things dogs next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 